0: With, oh, I love that book too, and that was before I knew about your book club because <laughs> I think that was that was just as I was aware that you had a book club. Uh-huh. And, so, and I had read the book I think in 2019
1: Hello everyone, and welcome to Living a Life Through Books, the podcast about everything bookish. I'm your host, Dr. shanaz Ahmed, and today we are chatting with Lori. Lori is also known as Palmer's Page Turners on Bookstagram, and she brings a lot of insight into the bookish world of reading. She's been a blogger, bookstagrammer, and a NetGalley reviewer. She has several reviews under her belt, and she's quite knowledgeable about the bookish world. It was so much fun talking to her, but before I bring Lori on, I wanted to let you all know that I would appreciate your support of this podcast. Every episode is produced by me and it's a lot of work to be honest. So how about buy me a coffee? Go to buymeacoffee.com slash LLTB podcast. Every coffee you buy me helps keep me alert and this podcast going. I'll add the link in the show notes and I thank you. Okay, now, without further ado, here's my conversation with Lori. Lori, welcome to Living a Life Through Books podcast. I'm excited to have you. Hi, Shanaz. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. You're one of my uh, Bookstagram buddies. Love Bookstagram. Yes, I thought we'll talk about that. So when did you get started with Bookstagram? And did you have any goals like you started it? And then did you have any goals or somewhere in the middle? Did you get goals like, you know, what was that journey like?
0: All right. So I'll tell kind of the whole story because I first started out with blogging. I first started a book blog back in 2014. So that was like when Instagram wasn't nearly as popular as it is now and bookstagram. I don't even know if bookstagram was a thing. Probably not in 2014. So I first started with book blogging because I had a lot of friends that were all, you're always reading books, Lori. You know, what what do you recommend? Or what did you think of that book? You know, you should really write your reviews down. And so I was like, "Hmm, why not? I like writing. So I started uh, a book blog on Blogger. And then I had an Instagram at that point that I just kind of used for personal use. And then I just kind of started tying it together and tying my blog posts to the Instagram and taking pictures of my books. And so it just kind of naturally evolved into Bookstagram because I remember like the first time I saw the Bookstagram hashtag being like, what's what's Bookstagram? I don't get it. And they're like, oh, it's Instagram with books. Got it. Right. (laughs) So it just kind of naturally evolved that way from Um, And I didn't do a separate page for books just because it so naturally and slowly evolved into a bookstagram page that I just left it. And so any of my followers that are following me as a friend, you know, outside of bookstagram, they just get all the bookish content and hopefully they like it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Do you still have the book blog?
0: do still have the book blog absolutely i'm i I definitely see more um, connection and everything with instagram now um, more than the blog just because i think the the format of bookstagram really lends itself to what people want today you know like the pictures obviously and then the quick reviews versus reading a blog post i feel like more people are willing to scroll through and look at the reviews that way than reading the blog but i do absolutely still write reviews on the blog
1: Right. You know, that was something I was like thinking when you said quick reviews versus reading an entire blog, or even, you know, here I am, like, let's say I'm doing a book talk on a podcast. Do people really have 30 minutes or an hour? The
0: podcast is different, though. I think that's different because you can be listening and like have your earbuds in and be doing other things and still be engaged in what you're listening to. You know, like you can be cleaning the house or putting away groceries or making dinner and still be like because I listen to a lot of podcasts while I'm cooking or cleaning or doing those kind of like laundry Uh weekend things and that's honestly when I listen to your podcast a lot is when I'm doing Mm -hmm. those kinds of things and so I feel like that's easier than just like sitting down and reading a blog post
1: what do you think a bookish podcast should be like what should a bookish podcast have
0: uh, lots of book talk, for sure. <laughs> and okay. I think, uh, and lots of, uh,
1: not necessarily even
0: reviews, but just like books that people are excited about. Mm-hmm. Books that people are reading have a, a wide variety of genres.
1: Okay. Because I used to do like these tiny reviews on my podcast. I don't know if you remember, mm-hmm. like these mm-hmm. two, three minute reviews. And then I just did month and review
0: I love your month and reviews. Those are great because it's just it's quick take. And so you just get enough just to hear like, oh, I would actually be really interested in this book. And then ah. let's say I picked up that book and I read it. Oh, I know Shana's read that book because she recommended it on her podcast. And then I would reach out to you and talk about the book, right? Right. So okay. I like I like the little month and review quick quick takes. Those are good.
1: Okay, cool. But my cousin wants me to do a like a notable mentions. So Mm -hmm. like every month, just come up with a book. It could even be a classic. It could be anything. Be like, hey, are you looking for a book to read? Here's one. Just some, here's a book I enjoyed. It doesn't necessarily have to be something new, something this year, but. I love that. It's like a book spotlight kind of. Yeah, a book spotlight. So I'm thinking of doing that coming up, but okay. So give me some bookstagram advice because I'm struggling, dude. I am struggling. I'm like nobody follows me. Well, not nobody, but you know, it's like Yeah, my my growth was definitely pretty
0: slow. I mean, I'm only at 1300 followers so compared uh-huh. to other followers that have thousands, you know, I certainly don't know that i have the best advice to give but what helped for me was just engaging with other bookstagrammers mm-hmm. um, i fall fo- i started following the bookstagram hashtag and all the hashtags that i liked related to books and then just started commenting on people's posts and like naturally kind of noticing that they were into things that i was into um, and just connecting with them on that, on that like oh you have a dog i have dogs too or you know oh i'm from oregon i noticed you're from oregon too you know things like that Mm -hmm. Um, And so just connecting with them on other things besides books. And then that kind of naturally helped me create lots of friendships through bookstagram. And then just the followers kind of naturally came from there.
1: Ah, you know, there's a thing about Oregon that um, (laughs) I met someone from Oregon when I was on vacation. Uh Story goes that people in Oregon really don't want visitors because I was like, I'm told Oregon's just gorgeous. It's like this most beautiful state. Oh, I need to visit. And they're giving me this look like people in Oregon do not want any more visitors. (laughs) Like, Just go to your own state. (laughs) I know there's a lot of that like like people moving up
0: from California, you go back to California. Don't populate Oregon. We like it, you right. know <laughs> We like how quiet and, and chill it is here. But no, Oregon's beautiful. You should absolutely visit. Um, I live close to Salem, the capital city.
1: okay, and it's great
0: because I'm about 45 minutes away from the beach, about oh. you know an hour and a half away from the
1: mountains. Oh my you know like kind of like
0: in the Willamette Valley in the middle of it all. Great wine country.
1: Oregon's awesome. I'm going to move there. That's it. That's it. I'm quitting everything and I'm moving there. I mean, the podcast can be moved anywhere. So I'm good, right? Exactly. That's it. I'm coming. If
0: you ever come visit, you can definitely come visit
1: me. (laughs) So what do you do? I I don't know. I mean, just. Yeah. So
0: I work uh, at a small public university. Mm -hmm. I work in the admissions department. Mm -hmm. And what I do primarily is manage our CRM, our customer relationship management software, okay. which is called Slate. So basically how we communicate with prospective students or online ah. applications. So kind of, it's kind of like technology-based, but but not because I certainly am not an IT person, but I feel like I am sometimes. Okay. And then I also manage the staff that processes admission applications. So if a student applies, then I basically lead the team that processes their applications. So yeah, it's fun. It's fun working at a university because it keeps you feeling feeling young and involved and learning, always learning, which I love obviously as a reader.
1: Right. Yeah. I'm um, I teach at a college now at a school. I'm a cl- dentistry, right? Yeah, dentistry. I'm a clinical faculty member. So, so it's like I'm actually there while they're seeing patients. I'm just kind of like, okay, let's see how you're doing this and like so it's kind of like a
0: mentorship role. It's a mentorship almost. role, That's cool. but
1: you know, I got to make sure they do the filling right because if they do a filling and there's all this cavity left behind, I'm gonna be like, uh, no, 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 just no, keep going, no, just keep going. <laughs> like, so <laughs> try again. <laughs> so do you have any book goals, like? I need- Bookish
0: goals. Um, well, my goal every year is to read one hundred books. That's kind of my standing Goodreads goal. And this okay. year I blew it out of the water because twenty twenty, and uh-huh. I'm sure I'll, I'm at like well, I think one twenty four. I just hit one twenty four. Wow!
1: Wow! Uh-huh. I know.
0: Well, and and it's twenty twenty, right? So I haven't been able to really so... go anywhere. I've just been hanging out reading. So um, so that's always a goal. Um, as far as other book goals, just to read lots of different genres. I think one thing that 2020 has taught me is that um, I found a lot of genres that I didn't typically think that I would love. Um, one of them, I know that <laughs> you all joke about too, is sci-fi. Like I right. never was a big sci-fi nerd, but then I read Ready Player One, of uh-huh. course, for our book group. And then I'd read a couple from Blake Crouch, so Dark okay. Matter and Recursion. Mm-hmm. I'd read those in past years and loved them. And so I've been kind of exploring more genres that I that I didn't previously um I've been trying to read the sounds crazy bigger books Uh because I think in the bookstagram book blog book reviewing world you kind of get caught up and I have to read all the books and as many books as I possibly can and there's all these books coming out and I want to read them all which is true because I want to read all the books but um, I've read some bigger books this year because I, I know that I've had more time. Like I read the Hamilton Biography, of course, mm-hmm. after watching Hamilton back in July. Like I, I have read to read the one. book, okay? Oh, definitely. It's so good. I read it and it took me two, about two full months, but I read other books kind of in between. Right, I didn't right, just of course, yes. solely on that. It's pretty, it's pretty dense because it's 800 pages of history, but it was oh, fantastic. Gosh. It was so well-written huh. and I've already downloaded the Washington biography by the same author. And that's going to be like my Christmas sure, now, break right? or break. Yes, for now. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. His writing is fabulous. I felt like he was just sitting there with a cup of coffee and we were just talking. Like that's how I felt like the book was to me. Like it was it wasn't this dry his- history book. It was super exciting. Maybe because I had the connection to the Hamilton musical. I don't know. We'll see how I feel about Washington if I feel the same way.
1: Ah, my husband reads a lot of history books like he has all those books so he'll be like no you should read this it does not it's not history it's like a it's written like a story and I'm like oh okay (laughs) that's
0: how I felt too at first I was like oh man 800 pages all right do it just just go for it just do it and I was like wow this is really cool and I would keep telling my husband guess what part I'm in now (laughs) and (laughs) then i wanted him to keep writing like keep going like write all of history in this style
1: <laughs> right i he- i hear it uh what is it dive uh diverse wears a- away from um the book a little bit like the actual musical oh i not- see what you're
0: saying yeah there are some differences i don't want to give anything away but okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, okay. it's, it's basically in like in in the end in the second act of the musical towards the end things happen in slightly a different order in a slightly different way. But how they did it in the musical makes a lot of sense for what how they had to adapt it. But things just happened in a slightly different order. But nothing that's detrimental to the story or takes away from anything on either the book or the the musical.
1: Cool. I just think about, you know, like you say, well, 800 page book, and you're like, okay, it's great. But then I think of okay, book goals, what do I want to do? This is my first yeah. year I've ever hit 100 books, ever. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> so I'm at 103. And <laughs> um, speaking of big books, I I think my 100th book, I think I'd have to check, was To Sleep in a Sea of Stars. I've heard good things about that one, but I haven't read it yet. By Christopher Paolini. It's 800 and, I don't know, 78 pages, something like that. Whew. I did the audio on it. See, that's
0: the way to do it. The Hamilton biography I read on Kindle, and so you're not—you don't have this big, fat, heavy book, which I love—big, fat, heavy books. But then you like you see how much is really left to go, and it's a little overwhelming. With Kindle, I was like, all right, you're gonna sit down and you're gonna read just 10 percent or 5 percent or whatever, and just broke it up into little goals. And then pretty soon, I was reading more than that because I was sucked in. But it helped me get started. Um, I also read my first Stephen King book this year. I'd never read Stephen King before. Really? I have
1: never read. I've only read on oh. writing. So
0: that's it. Yeah. i never read his, his books before because typically I don't like a whole lot of blood and guts and gore. And that's stereotypically what you think of Stephen King. Well, I was wrong because his writing is brilliant. And so I'm sad that I didn't read him sooner. I read 11-22-63. I've
1: um, heard and it of was, it, but no. It was
0: excellent it's about like time travel and obviously 1122 63 the Kennedy assassination and going back in time and things like that but I don't want to give too much away but it's fantastic I highly recommend it I listened to it on audio as well and Ah. so I listened to it on Libby and I don't remember who did the narration but it was fantastic
1: to look it up. Do you listen on regular speed
0: or do you speed it up? or I speed it up. I can usually do it about two times the speed. Sometimes I can do 2.25, two and a half. It depends on the book. Uh-huh. But for sure, at least twice the speed. And sometimes I'm super nerdy and like to listen and read the physical book at the same time. Okay. It's kind of, it's kind of fun.
1: I don't know. It's like I tried that. It was comforting. a little... I don't know. I tried it and it was just a little different because it depends on the vocalize when I'm reading, which is not a good Mm -hmm. way to read, but I do sub vocalize when I read. So it's just kind of like there's me and then there's this voice and I'm kind of like, Oh, competing sounds. (laughs) Yes. I just, I don't know. I would love to learn how to do um, I'd love to learn how to speed read where they say you shouldn't sub vocalize like speed reading is like basically just word recognition, you look at the word, but you're not reading it. So the word just gives you an image in your brain of what's going on, just except you cut the middleman of the actual words. Mm -hmm. I've heard a lot of of people
0: say that they speed read just by like reading a lot of the dialogue and then just kind of glossing over the other things and then just going through the
1: dialogue. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm talking about using your peripheral vision, right? So Mm -hmm. it's like your eyesight looks at these symbols, right? We tend to go, okay, if there's a T-H-E-Y, we read it as they, you know, or they came. But what it is, is when you look at those symbols, you immediately know that a group of people came without even reading they came. So you like read a blocks at a time, like you can read a sentence and get the entire meaning of the sentence at a time. Like the really good readers can do a sentence at a time. Like photographic memory almost. Kind almost. Of, almost. Yeah. yeah. Like looking at the word and just, so you just go, I've been trying, like I'll try to do, do that. two or three words <laughs> at a time. I try and then I go back and subvocalize. vocalize. This is not working for me. I read pretty
0: fast, but certainly not to that level. And I think a lot of it is practice. Like the more you read, the faster you read, but at the same time you want to enjoy the book too. So there's a True. balance, I think.
1: Have you done uh, Invisible Life of Addie LaRue? I don't remember. I'm still listening to No,
0: the- I'm actually planning on starting it literally this afternoon. Okay. Yeah. I'm doing two buddy reads at the moment and they kind of happen to collide at the same time. So mm-hmm. The Secret History and okay. I am about two chapters in, but they're super, super long chapters. So it's like 25%. And then um, Addie LaRue is what I'm starting next with another friend as well. And they're both big books, but you know,
1: here we I go. I just finished Addie LaRue. <laughs> and you LaRue. finished it. Mm -hmm. and it sounds like you loved it um ish ish. I gave it five (laughs) stars okay I gave it five stars I saw that yeah but it's just yeah I gave it five stars because that it just kept me till the end I just kept like okay 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 and then for me the end was dissatisfying I'll be honest but Mm -hmm. I get it some people might have been really satisfied with the end and I just for me, it wasn't.
0: Well, I will definitely let you know what I think.
1: Yeah. So, but I was just always like, my heart was just constantly pitter patter. I was like constantly clutching on. I was constantly hurting. I was constantly angry. It was good. It was like this great angst while I was reading. I loved it.
0: (laughs) I like the idea of that because then you can be anxious and worried about everything going on in the book instead of everything going on in real life, right? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I was just
1: completely, like, (laughs) all about this book and this character, and yeah, that's, yeah. Good. I was like, I hated the devil. I'm like, oh it's like, (laughs) like, why did you make a deal with the devil? But, I mean, I get why you did, but, ah, damn, what were you thinking? What were you thinking? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, um, yeah, I finished. I just started our uh, next book club book, Hamnet. Hamnet. Mm-hmm. have you started that yet I have not started it yet I need to it's, get it it's interesting it, it's just I'm told uh, Bowie in our book club said that it's getting really um suspense I'm like suspense I'm ooh. like okay Ooh, I'm like exciting okay. yeah I'm only six percent in so I'm gonna read that so um yeah so um so what are your goals what are your ultimate dream bookish goal whether bookstagram and or otherwise?
0: <laughs> I guess. I mean, not necessarily if this is an attainable goal or not, but like to get paid to read all day would be pretty awesome. But... Oh my
1: gosh, tell <laughs> me how to do that. <laughs> right? Me too, me too. When
0: you figure it out. Yeah. No, I think just to just... To read as much as I can and read from different perspectives and learn as much as I can. I love to learn. Mm-hmm. I love hearing people's different opinions, which is really what I loved about our book club discussion about the Midnight Libraries. I feel like we had a really diverse group of opinions and people, and that was really cool. So, um, just to read as many books as I can, and but in an enjoyable way.
1: Okay. Do you you do ARCs right? Do you do, do Net- what do you do? Do you do NetGalley? Do you do Edelweiss? What what do you do? I do have accounts for
0: both NetGalley and Edelweiss. However, I feel like Edelweiss is a little bit harder to navigate for me. Okay. Like I, I don't like it as much. I prefer NetGalley. I've had a NetGalley account since around 2015, like not too long after I started my blog and mm-hmm. had to work up on that, uh, getting... Uh, approved for you know the struggle of getting approved for the books that you really want to get approved for and uh, but I get approved for most of the ones that I want not all uh, but a, a good percentage there's always a few authors that seem to elude me how many, Ellen uh, for one. how
1: many reviews do you have on NetGalley? I mean, if you've been there since 2015. I think I have like 200. Holy I mean, camoly. Wow. I think. Well, I mean, it's been since 2015. I know. I know. But like, <laughs> I, I was like excited to get to 10. I'm like, I'm in 10 NetGalley reviews. Yay. <laughs> it's like just, to- it just takes time.
0: Yeah. And so uh, I enjoy NetGalley a lot. It's, it's super fun. Although it's so Easy to get click happy and be like, oh, I want this one and this one and this one and this one. And then you're like, oh man, I have all these books to read. I'm excited about them all, but there's so many. And then right. there's more that I want to read. You know, and I've been, um, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I've been trying to really be really good at keeping my percentage as high as possible, obviously, right. because they, they gave me these books for free. I want to make good on that promise to read and review them. So I believe I'm at like 84% right now, and I'd like right. to open up a little higher. So I've been trying to hold off on requesting too many right now.
1: Yeah, but. I um my I don't know what my percent is. I'm tr- I can't. I'm like trying and then things keep coming up and I'm working on Zarina which it's already been out. Like I got it as an ARC, but it's already out and I'm like I'll still read it. I still want to read it and review it. But uh, interesting enough, you weren't there for Against the Loveless World, right? Our book. No, book.
0: I'm super sad. I
1: read it, but I just, I couldn't make it happen that day. It was a little crazy. Right. So when I reviewed that book, okay, it's an Atria book. And I reviewed it. And then Atria contacted me. And after that, they've just given me two books. They've just sent like, me next like links. <laughs> <Huh>? yeah, <we laughs> they like, like her now. Yeah, we like you now. now. <laughs> yeah, they like me now. They have sent me two links. And I'm thinking to myself, okay. Let's get this going, and I have a I have a list of books I'm like working through, but it takes a while.
0: It does, yeah. They send me those links too, and I have to be like, hey, don't click on the link. If you click on the link, it ends up in your in your list, and then right. (laughs) It's so tempting just to be like, oh, this one and this one and this one. And it's funny. I think I remember you saying um, about anxious people that you had requested it, it and you didn't get it, and you didn't get it, and you didn't get it, and then like finally however many months later they approved you they did the same thing for me after it had already came out they approved me
1: (laughs) they just sent it to me they didn't approve. they sent it to me they emailed emailed the link to me because I was begging them I asked them and she was like we I don't deal with it but this publicist deals with it I'm like please
0: yeah I'd requested it like before it came out, like, you know, when you would normally request an ARC. And mm-hmm. then I, I just never heard back, never heard back. I'm like, okay, whatever. So, you know, I got the, the ALC from Libro.fm. Libro, Calibre, right. and, yep. Cause it was in that month's batch. So I was like, great. And then once I listened to it and I actually got the physical book from the library and listened and read at the same time as we discussed and then I was like I have to have this book in my hands like I need I need this book in my hands right. like I didn't just want the library copy and the listing copy I needed the physical book because I loved it so much and I ended up getting it through book of the month and then like a couple of days after that they're like we approved you for the ARC and I'm like what? I've, <laughs> already, <it>. like- I've <laughs> already wrote my review based on my ALC and now I go back and I edit it <laughs> right that's good <laughs> But yeah, it was kind of a surprise. Like, really? <laughs> but- so what
1: So what do you do? You have NetGalley. You have Edelweiss that you don't use that much. You Correct. have Libra FM. Correct. You do Book of the Month. I do. Now, Libra FM, you're an influencer, right? You're part of that. Yeah, interview. I'm on the
0: ALC. Yeah, the ALC program. Yeah,
1: the, mm-hmm. that program. Right. Okay. And then you have Book of the Month.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm not like a... I don't have a code or anything just beyond the regular referral code.
1: Right, but, right, right. Okay. But yeah, I
0: do get book of the month.
1: Anything else like Owlcrate, anything else bookish that you do that I'm not aware of? I, I mean, do, that I don't even know about. I
0: mean, sure. Yeah. So I do review quite a bit for TLC book tours. Not sure if you've heard of them. Never. Um yeah so tlcbooktours.com they promote um do blog tours for a lot of different books and they've started doing bookstagram tours now as bookstagram has become more popular they were originally just blogs but they have several popular authors like I've reviewed several Susan Mallory titles through oh, wow. them mm-hmm. and yeah and several other authors and it's fun they just provide you all the information and know they provide you the author picture and the summary Mm -hmm. and all that and then you do a review participate on the review tour and write your review and post it on that day and and they've gotten really big on bookstagram now and doing giveaways and things like that so it's basically just partnering with that blog tour company with the publisher
1: do you have to apply for it or yeah
0: so i applied for it back i think 2015 2016 or so like not too long after i started my blog and Mm -hmm. i Similar to Libro.fm, I applied for it on their website. It, they have like a little link that says "Want to be a tour host? Apply here." So okay, right. so I filled out the little form and I didn't hear anything for like a super super long time and like mm-hmm. pretty much forgot about it. And then Lisa over at TLC Book Tours reached out to me saying, "Oh, we have this book that you might like." And I don't remember what the first book was, but I started out, you know, with independent authors, ones that maybe weren't as popular, but still were obviously great books.
1: Right. And then
0: just kind of worked my way up as I did more reviews with them. They started offering me more of you know the Susan Mallory's or things like that
1: right how do you organize the book time I mean like how do you because I'm constantly like I have a list and I think to myself okay okay Chanel this is what you're gonna do let's work on you gotta finish book club book because that's not an option okay so that's absolutely not an option okay what's next really want to work on these net galley things and then you have people sending you I'm like okay just Right now I'm, and you have the Libra FM book that they give you. And I'm just like, ugh.
0: It can definitely be overwhelming. (laughs) I use my Google calendar and I'll put like any, anything that I've committed to with TLC book tours or any blog posts that Mm -hmm. I've committed to, I will put on there like the date. And so periodically I'll scan ahead a few weeks. Okay, what books do I have coming up that I've committed to for tours? All right, so I need to make sure and slot that in. I actually like keep, um, like a physical journal where I wrote, write down right. all the books that I have and like what the publishing dates are and, and like try. I don't always get to them, like particularly the NetGalley ones, I don't always get to them before the publishing date, which makes me sad. But
1: I know it's
0: it's a struggle, but
1: I do the best that I can do. I'm missing so many and I'm like, I want to. It's not that I'm being lazy. I want to get it to it before the publishing date i really want to and yet ugh.
0: yeah that's this that's the struggle for sure is that there's so many books so little time that's why i always say
1: right <laughs> okay i'll put it on my calendar and i'm just really because it's like we're getting to the end of the year and so i'm thinking for next year obviously i'll do a you know new year's podcast with new year's goals and my thoughts on it. And I'm just trying to sort this out. And I'm trying to process in my brain, what's a good way to do this?
0: I want to get one of those reading journals. Have you seen those? I've seen a few people on bookstagram um, that do them, not necessarily the, the bullet journals where they make the pretty drawings and things. Right. I believe, I don't know if you follow Chase, the book Diner. No, I don't know. Uh, she has this beautiful journal, and she like has all these months where she puts like books where she fills in the names on the little spines of the books, and like uh-huh. draws these beautiful things. I'm not artistic. I wish I was. Right. I'm not. But I've seen those book journals where it has like the the rating that you gave it on Goodreads and then you write some notes about what you like about it and wow and and what you read
1: it in like what medium you read yeah
0: exactly I've seen a lot of those I believe like Etsy has a bunch of them I've seen a few of them on Amazon too Ah. so I want to get one of those I think that might be fun I really like to write and so I think that will force me to like write things down as I'm reading and take Mm -hmm. notes better so I can write better reviews. And it just kind of depends on the book. Sometimes I need some days to digest the book before I can write the review. And some days I finish the book and I'm just ready to write the review. So right. a book journal would be kind of fun. Something,
1: something different. I know, but sometimes I just want to write a review like right after. And while that emotion is there, because a week later I'm the emotion's gone. I'm like, yeah, it was a good book. That was a good book. But then when I was reading it, it was just like, Oh my gosh,
0: yeah. I think it just it's, depends on the book. Some books I like feel like, whoa, I need to recover from this first before I can even like, before I can even have coherent thoughts and words before I can right. put words to how I'm feeling. But sometimes it's just right away. It
1: just depends. Right. Yeah. Like a little life. I think I was, there's no way I could have written a review or done anything. I was uncontrollably heart wrenching, sobbing so much. Like I could not be consoled. Like my husband was holding me forever and I was just could (laughs) not be consoled. Like I I have that one on
0: my list, but I haven't
1: read it yet. I was just, yeah. And it took me like, how long has it been since I've read a little, it took me, yeah. Like right now I can even talk about it without like holding my chest. Like for about a few months, when I mentioned the little life, I just hold on. Like I just couldn't mention it without. And it's so funny. The person who recommended it to me, she meant when she mentioned it she said she'd read it like two months ago or three she's like you need to read little life and she did that same thing yeah she did the same I'm like okay fine whatever and I'll tell you you just it's yeah it's it's not good yeah I mean I just I remember reading it and about 20 pages or 25 pages in I just stopped and I just looked at the book and I just went Like my face just went like, like what just happened? And it just hit me that it's only 25 pages in.
0: That's what I was going to say. Only 25 pages in and you already had that reaction. That's amazing. I
1: had that, like, if that's how it starts, if that's how much I'm feeling for this character, like that's how much I want to know more about this character and what's going, oh my gosh, don't say that. I'm like, it was just (laughs) like all of a sudden I'm like... I just wanted to go help this character so much. I want to go in the book and just, that was 20, yeah. 20, 25 pages in.
0: Definitely to move that one up my list then.
1: Oh yeah. No, it's, um, it's not one box of Kleenex. It, it's just, <laughs> so be prepared. <laughs> yeah, be Like seriously be prepared. I mean, very, very seriously be prepared. Because, All right. Because I remember this is, this is me. Okay. In a little life. I have 50 pages more to go, okay, in this book. 50 more pages. And I am sobbing. Like I'm going to my husband, and I am sobbing and I'm crying and I'm like, <gasps> <gasps> but there's 50 more pages and I know this author won't give me a break. <gasps> there's more pages. <laughs> Trying not to get
0: tears on the pages.
1: I'm trying. <laughs> like, and it's like, I'm crying because I'm like, I know 50 more pages is not going to, I know this author is not going to ease up on me. You know how- How am a, I going to
0: handle 50 more pages of this? <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. It's like, there is no- Never is there a time when that tension is ever eased. It starts right from the beginning. There are some scenes that are still like, just, I can still see it. I'm just like, oh my God. Like,
0: and you read it, like physically read the book, not audio, right? You no,
1: know, Little Life wasn't audio. It was, um, I think it was an
0: ebook. Oh, an ebook. Okay, cool.
1: Yeah, I think it was an ebook. So physically read it, yes. But
0: yeah, um, it's yeah, it, was, it
1: was an yeah, it was an ebook, but it was just like, I don't even know how, I don't know if there's an audio for this book or not, but I don't even know how a narrator can do it because they'd have to read it and read it and read oh, it point. and read it and read it till they can read a sentence without crying. That would be rough. And it's a longer book, right? Oh, yeah. It's a very yeah. long book. It's not, um about 800 pages, I think. Yeah. Good one to add to my list with my reading goals of longer books. Yeah. No, it's a good, it's a very good, uh, very, very good book. So what are your top books this year?
0: Mm, top books this year. Let me pull up my list. I loved 28 summers by Ellen Hildebrand. Mm-hmm. That was one that for sure comes to mind. Um. Midnight Library is also up there. Anxious People mm-hmm. is up there as well. Let me go through my list. Those are the ones that came to mind
1: first. When you read 124 books, there's a lot in there. No, I'm, I'm beginning. I'm to, I am beginning to notice that because when I, for <laughs> me, no for me like 103, I'm thinking one of my favorite books of this year. There's a few that come up, but. Then I'm thinking, no, let me go through the list. I'm going, oh, yeah, there's Vanishing Half, too. Oh, yeah, there's this. Yes, oh, yeah, Vanishing
0: Half. I love Vanishing Half. OK, so now I'm looking at all of them because I don't want to discount any ones that I read earlier in the year because it's been quite the year. Right. Um, this was the first uh, the first year that I read Riley Sager. Uh huh. So I hadn't read any Riley Sager books before this. And actually how I found it was. Erica, Sam Between Pages, Right. Uh, she organized a group saying, oh, I've had this on my shelf. But, you know, me and another bookstagrammer have had this on our shelf for two years and we haven't read it. Who's with me? And I was like, what the heck? Let's do it. You know, I've never uh-huh. read it. Like, right. Everybody's talking about Riley Sager. And so I ended up, um, I've read three of the four of his books so far. Okay. Um, Last Time I Lied, Lock Every Door and Home Before Dark. And I think Last Time I Lied was my favorite. So that's up there on one of my favorites. um I also love *The Book of Longings* by Sumon Kid. That one was okay. excellent. um *Vanishing Half*, which we already talked about, is definitely up there on my list. Uh, let's see what else. *Bear Town*. I loved *Bear Town*. Mm-hmm. This was my this is my year of finally discovering my love for Backman. Uh, uh, now you uh, know, know what I'm talking before. about. I know. Before I I'd read, my grandmother asked me. To tell you she's sorry, and right. I liked it, but
1: I didn't love it. And I was like, Why is everybody so excited about Backman? Right. Like, it was, I liked it, but I wasn't jumping that up and wasn't down. Excited. Bad. That was, as, I think, it's uh, least like if I were to rate Backman books, my grandmother asked me to tell you she's sorry, was Would all the way in the it. bottom, and then uh, that one and the one after that, which is Brit Marie was here.
0: Oh, Brit Marie, yeah, I haven't read that one either because it's the same characters, right? From it,
1: it's no, it's only one, char- uh, Brit Marie comes back gotcha okay Marie and I hated her and sure to ask me sorry <laughs> so I'm like really I want to read a whole book about the character I hated in the first book
0: and then I was talking with one of my friends um, about Backman because she was excited about anxious people coming out and she's like you haven't you haven't read Beartown yet here I have a copy of Beartown you're going to read my copy because you need to read this and <laughs> so I did and I absolutely loved it so the, the first part that made me connect with it initially was ice hockey because i grew up taking figure skating lessons i love figure skating i love hockey i love uh-huh. all things ice skating related and so that's what drew me in at first and then his writing and the story and the characters and i just fell in love and i gave it a hug when i was finished and Aww. it was amazing <laughs> and then i read us against you but i liked um, bear town better than us against you really i, I think. liked
1: us against you better okay
0: i love well i love the i loved both books but i think i just had that connection with Beartown okay. more because it was like my initial like oh I get what everybody's talking about with Backman I love right, it right right uh and so then Anxious People of course was another favorite I also love Transcendent Kingdom
1: yes okay
0: uh, yeah Jesse that that was a good one as well uh, I think what I loved so much about that one is that I was a psychology major for my undergrad okay I don't know if you've read that book yet but it has a lot of, yeah, but with all the neuroscience aspect and the neuroscience
1: aspect and the depression aspect and you know, all of that.
0: Yeah. It fit in well with my interest in psychology. So anything brain related, I really get excited about. So I enjoyed, I enjoyed that book. So those were definitely my favorites so far. I also read The Nightingale by Kristen Hanna. Oh yeah. So I feel like this year was a lot of people have been telling me to read these books for years and I'm finally going to read them. And right. <laughs> The Nightingale was one of those. And I absolutely loved it. I, uh, in the past few years, I read a lot of World War II historical fiction. That was always my go-to was World War mm-hmm. II was that time frame? And I feel like I almost kind of exhausted myself on it. Like I'd read so much right. that I just needed a break. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that's why I hadn't picked up The Nightingale until this year because I'm like, well, I, I've read a lot of World War II and right. I just kind of need a break from it. And I, and I want to go into it fresh. And so I did it and I loved it. And mm-hmm. I was crying at the end, of course. Right. Of course. <laughs> For the whole second half. I loved it. It was so good. So good. Kristen, I love Hannah, that part it's fantastic.
1: I love that part at the end. It's like, I never forgot you. <gasps> Yeah. It's like, so oh my good. god! I never forgot you, and I'm like, oh my god! See, I want to cry now. Like, I know, right? Seriously, <laughs> like, seriously, <laughs> like, seriously <laughs> how do you like come up with that? And it's just like, oh my goodness!
0: So those are my favorites of the year so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you read um, *The Great Alone* by Kristen Hannah?
1: Yes. Did you like it? I'm not a big fan.
0: Not a fan. Not okay. a fan. I loved it. I loved it.
1: I'm. I know. So here's the thing for me is I just I just didn't like the character and I didn't like the whole um, abuse thing and I just just felt like for half a book that that was the big thing and I didn't like the decisions these characters were making and I just felt like just kill him sure. already just I kill. can see that I mean so I was real just really angry about. This is all it is about this guy and kill him already. And that's it. He's just a total jerk. I, I get it. He's a jerk. You don't have to give me page after page <laughs> after page after page about him being a jerk. I get it.
0: I think what I love most about it was just the setting and learning more about Alaska and through that book
1: is what I really loved. Okay. Yeah. I didn't, I liked Alaska part of it. I like learning about Alaska and their things, but that was it, you know. So it's not like a bad book, you know. But you sure. know what's you know what's really interesting is my book, the one I'm writing, uh-huh. has a jerk in it. <laughs> so, here, I, I know, here, <laughs> here I, you I are! I'm, going, I'm gonna be like listening to this podcast, and I'm gonna be like, ah. Uh, you better kill him already. And I'm going to be like, nobody wants page after page after page of a jerk. Like,
0: <laughs> When I read your book, that's what I'm going to say. Page after page after page of a jerk, Shanaz, come on. <laughs> How dare you? Just kill him already.
1: <laughs> that's, that's exactly what you're going to say. And I'm just going to be like, um, great alone. Hello. <laughs> You loved that book, so you should also love this book. <laughs> right. And I
0: might, you never know. I don't know. If you liked the Alaska setting, um, the Simple Wild series is really good.
1: Yeah, I mean, I love, yeah, the Alaska setting and learning about Alaska was great. What took it away from me from The Great Alone were the characters and just the way they were. I didn't like, even that other, um, I read this about over a year ago. Me too, Even that, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, Even that
1: other family, remember the one he becomes friends with and the moment they pull into the driveway, these people are have, standing there with guns. Who are you? And, yeah. and they're kind of this weird family. Just, I just didn't, it's not so much that I don't like eccentric people, but there was something very, I don't know, just they didn't seem like they cared about other people. The only person who really had a heart and cared was that um the father the one the really the rich guy
0: the rich guy mm-hmm.
1: yeah the rich guy ended up being a really nice guy i like to see nice people also and For even sure. if you're eccentric it's okay to be eccentric but you have to have some kindness to you like uva okay yes it's just you love uva but it's he delightful just-
0: He's i just, related to Uva.
1: i mean i feel like that's me a lot of the times i mean i just i love uva and and me and my husband are constantly like idiots idiots <laughs> <like, laughs> yes i mean it's just so delightful but he's annoying at times i mean there are times you're just like uva but that's what i'm talking about he has a heart and you love them Despite flaws. Their, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the the other family in Alaska, the other person. And, you know, so it was just for me, I'm very people driven. Like I have to like the characters in the book. And the scenes have are you, great.
0: Have you read any books by Kathy Lamb? Have you heard no, of her? I have
1: not. Have not. Tell me.
0: Um, Kathy Lamb. She's an Oregon author. Okay. And she's written several books. And what I love about her books is that her characters are always quirky and funny and I always laugh out loud in her books every okay. single book I'm always laughing out loud because her characters are just so fun and so delightful and so quirky I highly recommend
1: her books yeah I'm beginning to uh crave comedies lately like, like <laughs> doing a lot of World War II fiction just want comedies there was a book um The Switch have you read that I have read that
0: I liked it I didn't love it but I liked okay. it okay It was a solid four star.
1: Okay. Yeah. I loved it because it just was funny and so cute. And that's exactly what I wanted. I just wanted something to, something that made me smile. Comfort. Yes. I wanted comfort and it provided me comfort when I needed it. So that's why it's a five star. Excellent.
0: Yeah. I highly recommend Kathy Lamb. Her The favorite one I have of hers, there's several favorites, um, but one's called The Last Time I Was Me. And that one's really good. Um, genre all about She,
1: she just women's uh, fiction uh, comedy just women's what? fiction
0: okay i would call it women's fiction mm-hmm. yeah yeah and she's from oregon i got to meet her once a few years back oh wow uh i know it's super cool she came to powell's um you've probably heard of powell's up in portland powell's city of books um super popular independent bookstore in oregon and she came they have several different locations and she came to one of their locations and i drug some bookish friends up there with me it's about probably about an hour away from where i live but i was super excited because she's one of my favorite authors and i really wanted to meet her and she signed Mm -hmm. my book and it was super
1: exciting (laughs) oh i have not been to a book signing or anything that was
0: oh that's not true. I've been to hers, and then I actually got to meet uh, Cheryl Strayed, which was amazing. She wrote Wild, among other things. Okay,
1: no, don't know. You not read Wild? Mm-mm. Oh, no. it's
0: fantastic. So it's it's um, about her adventure on the Pacific Crest Trail. Okay. So it starts out with um, she rec- had recently lost her mother, and then just had all these struggles in life, and mm-hmm. she's just like, you know what? I'm going to hike the Pacific Crest Trail.
1: I'm just going to do
0: it. And she had like zero hiking experience. And she went by herself, like all these things that you shouldn't do, but she did it. And the book is basically like autobiographical about her journey on the Pacific Crest Trail. I think the full title is From Lost to Found on the Pacific Crest Trail. I highly recommend it. And she gave a talk actually down at Oregon State University. Uh I I have to go. I have to go. And so I drove down there and she signed books afterwards. So I waited in a really long line and I got her to sign my book. And it was it was awesome. It was really cool. So those are the two authors that I've met.
1: But I'd love to meet more for sure. That would be so cool. Now, I have not met any authors or, you know. We had um, an author come to a book club. I don't know if you heard the episode with Island of Sea Women.
0: With oh, I loved that book too, and that was before I knew about your book club. Was, <laughs> I think that was that was just as I was aware that you had a book club, uh-huh. and so and I had read the book. I think in twenty nineteen, uh-huh. and I
1: loved it.
0: So that's so cool that she came to the book club.
1: Yeah, I and mean, she's so. I mean, it was just great. I was like, oh my god. A real-life author. <laughs> yes. and, and she writes, well, I mean, like, that's a great book.
0: Fantastic book.
1: And isn't it like a, best, a New York Times bestseller and all of that? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. I mean, she's just one of those people. Okay. So top five books of all time. All right. I was trying to think of this because I thought you might ask me this question.
0: <laughs> My, the one that I always recommend to people, nine times out of 10 that I will recommend to people is Molokai. By Alan Brennert. Yes, um, I love Hawaii. I love all things Hawaii, and it's beautiful, beautiful historical fiction. Have you read it?
1: No, I haven't, but I have it here somewhere. I know, it's right there, <laughs> right there, right there. Oh, oh you can't see right it, there. but right there. <laughs> <laughs> so that's one
0: for sure. Um, I will recommend that to everybody. Um, and then what else? It's so hard to pick even just five because there's so no. many on what people's different genres are. Um, kind of more of a fun all-time favorite that I will reread what I just need a stress relief or mm-hmm. to laugh is The Devil Wears Prada.
1: Okay. <laughs> I just love okay. that book.
0: Okay. I don't know if you've read that one either, but but it's fun. Whenever I get stressed out about work, I read you know, that book has like, all right, well, my work is never that bad compared to poor Andy's life oh, in and that yes. book. <laughs> yes.
1: I read part two or part three of that, when life gives you Lululemons, and I liked that one.
0: Yes. I didn't like the second one. I didn't like Revenge vs. Prada as much, but I but I liked when life gives mm-hmm. you that mm-hmm. one That one was pretty good. Um, let's see. What else do I have on my list? Ooh, A Place for Us. Okay. is fantastic. I loved that one.
1: Becoming all time favorite, huh?
0: It's it's up there. I don't know. Top five all time favorite is tough, but I I really love that book. I It was recommended to me um, by my yoga teacher, actually, and she loved it. And I devoured the whole book like in a weekend. And so it was just, I just loved it. Um, Summer of 69 by Ellen Hildebrand. That's a good one. Loved that one. Let's see. Recursion. I think I mentioned that earlier. Recursion by Blake Crouch Mm -hmm. because it was. Uh, as I said, psychology major, so it was it was nerdy and fun and along those lines. But I think Molokai would be definitely my number one favorite. Okay. all time. Bold to both save it, it's hard to pick one. But
1: okay, top three authors of all time. If you could only read three authors, what would you? Pick?
0: Kathy Lamb would be one for sure because she always keeps me laughing. Okay. Uh, let's see who else. Ellen Hildebrand is the queen of beach reads and I love all things beach reads because I wish I lived at the beach and I love to be warm and I hate to be cold so her book's always I love her setting I love the Nantucket setting I love the beach setting her paradise series is great I will read literally anything she writes every single year okay Um, so that would be my second one um what would my third one be I think of authors that I would always automatically read. Kristen Higgins is another one that I really love. Okay, Her books are
1: fun. Okay, yeah, someone, uh, I don't remember, Hard it was questions. one of the publishers, I don't remember which one it was maybe Henry Holt or St. Martin's Press. Someone on the Bookstagram was asked the question of what are your top three authors of all time, and I'm like, hey that's hard. a great question I'm gonna add that to my podcast <laughs> <I'm>
0: gonna... <laughs> you should have warned me because I feel like you could ask me that today or even ask me my top books of all time and like I would still say Molokai but I might change some of my other ones it just I, depends on the day I
1: honestly think people change you know like depends on the day I think people would change their top five and books and authors yeah I think and, so like,
0: and like the the authors that I picked today, you know, are ones that make me laugh and that make me feel comfortable and make me happy. And that's what we need right now in 2020. Right. So.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. So what do you, uh, what do you plans for with bookstagram? Just keep going.
0: Yeah. Just keep posting about books. I mean, my main goal when I started uh, my book blog and bookstagram was just to, share the love of reading, promote authors that write amazing books. And mm-hmm. that's just always my goal is just to keep encouraging people to read. I'm, I'm pretty excited because I managed to finally convince my husband to read this year. He's never been a big reader. Okay, right, here and there, but certainly not a big reader. And I got him hooked into all the Riley Sager books. And I was so excited and proud of myself.
1: Yay!
0: <laughs> he finally started reading. Um, So I mean, that's if, if someone could say, "Oh, I picked up a, that book and loved it because I read your review or your blog post," that's that's super exciting for me.
1: Yeah, I was. Yeah, I couldn't believe that uh, there was a book. I think Dear Martin that I read and I posted a five star review for it. And then the next thing I knew was someone just commented, "I just purchased the book based on your review." Whoa! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. Exactly, exactly. I was just like, "You did what?" Wait, wait, wait. It's one thing to, you know, okay, thanks for the review. It's another thing to say, no, since you called it five stars, I'm going to read it. And I'm kind of like, so I'm saying- Not only read
0: it, but spend their hard-earned money money on it. (laughs) spend
1: their money on it to purchase the book. And I really had to like think back. And now I'm like, okay. uh, You know, because like uh, Invisible Life of Addie LaRue, I gave it five stars so this person's like so looks like you liked it and I was like I liked it but it has mixed reviews you know just I'm kind of like so nervous I'm like you know don't base it all just on me yeah like all of a sudden like I say it and a book is gonna sell what like no
0: crazy right I mean inherently that's what we're doing by reviewing and promoting books. And I'm sure that's what NetGalley, the publishers hope for, but I certainly don't have a goal to sell books. I want people just to read books that they love. And if I can help them discover books that they love, that's great.
1: Right. But here's the thing though. Like, so for example, if you follow my bookstagram and you look at the books I've read and that I've loved, so let's say Island of Sea Women. Oh, she's read Island of Sea Women. Oh, she gave it five stars. I gave it five stars too. Wow. And mm-hmm. then another book. Oh, she gave it five stars. I gave it five stars. So a lot of books that are like similar are, oh, she read that. She didn't like that book. Oh, I didn't like that book either. So then once you start seeing, I think I like books that Shanaaz reads. If Shanaaz gives it four or five stars, I may like that book. It's that kind of a thing. For sure. Because it's like, there are people who like totally different genres and something like that. They may give a book five stars and you read it and you're like, "Mm, no, thank you. Right. Or their personality is different. And there's just.
0: Yeah. It's not a genre that you typically read. And so for that genre and they like that genre and they gave it five stars, but I don't like that genre. So I probably wouldn't give it five stars.
1: Right. Which is fine. Mm -hmm. So what are the bookish things can we do other than like book club? blog, bookstagram, podcast, reviews. What other options are there? I know there are buddy reads. Mm -hmm. Um, Readathons. One thing that Mm. I love, I
0: don't know if you've participated in any of them, um, bout of books. Have you heard of them? No, I have not. Bout of books. Super awesome. It's a -a readathon and it happens three times a year. So they have a -a readathon in January, May, in August. Okay. And it's a week long. So it's Monday morning to Sunday night at midnight. And the goal is just basically to read books and share the love of reading. And it's primarily uh, on Twitter, actually. They have a lot of their traction on Twitter. Okay. And then using the bout of books hashtag. They do a little bit on, on bookstagram where they have different challenges. Like Monday, you post your currently reading and Tuesday, you post a stack of books, with your favorite color or whatever, they have different themes for every okay. every readathon. But I've uh, met a lot of bookish friends through uh, Bout of Books. I've been participating for quite a few years now, three or four years now. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And I'm, you can apply to be a Bout of Books expert, which really just means that you've participated in a lot of Bout of Books, so you know how it goes. Um, mm-hmm. and it's just a week-long reading event, and you can track your progress. You can set goals or not. You can do whatever works for you. It's completely individual. There's no pressure, and it's basically a week just devoted to talking about books, how excited you are about books, meeting other bookish friends. I highly, highly recommend it. The next so, one is in January.
1: So it's not necessarily like you've got to read five hours a day because it's a readathon. Not at all. I mean, you can make it that way. When I first started doing it, I'm like, well, I want
0: to read this many books in a week. And I want to count my pages and read a thousand pages in one week and things like that. You can do right. that if that's what motivates you and makes you happy. I uh-huh. found as the as the readathons went on, I wanted less of that because I have enough stress everywhere else. I don't need to be stressed out about reading. Right. So my goal for about a Books Now for the week is always to finish at least one book. Okay. Know, pretty easy finish at least one book okay and connect with others like try to meet new bookish friends and have fun like that's it like just have fun reading if I read for five hours that day great if I read for 20 minutes that day
1: great it's fine okay. <laughs> I don't so, have a Twitter account so I've never tweeted I've never done Twitter
0: I I have a Twitter account I don't use it too often I have it connected to my goodreads so when I rate a book on goodreads it posts to my twitter but I don't actively like write tweets other than for bout of books like that's the main <laughs> reason okay I enjoy using twitter's for bout of books because it seems to get the most excitement on twitter so people just use the bout of books hashtag they do twitter chats so where everybody's using the bout of books hashtag and the creators of bout of books moderate the chat they'll it'll be like, you know, question one, where, you know, where do you talk about books at? Like what's your blog? And then the second question will be stuff about your favorite genre or like whatever questions they have. And so everybody's tweeting in using this hashtag and Twitter's just going crazy with the that okay.
1: yeah, hashtag. I, I'm fun. like, <laughs> I'm having trouble with just keeping up with bookstagram. I know, right? <laughs> I'm just having trouble with just one medium. That's the last thing I need is an addiction to a new medium. Right. And like I said,
0: I primarily just use Twitter to post my blog posts. Like I share my blog posts to Twitter and I have my Goodreads connected to Twitter and I use it for battle books because it's fun to connect with people there. My
1: Goodreads is connected to Amazon, I think. So it automatically. Oh, I didn't know you could do that on Amazon. Yeah, no, my Goodreads cool. is connected to Amazon. So there are sometimes like when I buy a book on Amazon, on the Kindle, it automatically immediately shows on the Goodreads as currently reading, like automatically. Like, there's a setting there where mm. the moment you open a book, it shows up on your Goodreads as currently reading, mm. unless you turn that setting off. And then the moment you finish it on Goodreads, I mean, on uh, on the Kindle, it immediately goes into Goodreads. Mm. And it's like, do you want to write a review here? And immediately it shows on your Goodreads as completed.
0: I feel like that could be handy and annoying all at the same time. It's
1: both. It, it's uh, <laughs> it's both because if you so much as even open a book just to look at it yep it shows reading. you're currently reading i'm like no 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 i'm like but then if you open it again then you don't yeah. get the currently reading i'm like <laughs> but but anyways so lori what are your thoughts about writing physically in your books. I think it's desecrating a book, but anyway, but what are your thoughts?
0: I completely agree. I completely agree. I don't like writing in my books. I think it's like, yeah, desecrating, defacing the book. I can't do it. They have to be in pristine condition. But so many times I have quotes that I love and that I just stop and I just just love them we talked about on midnight library it was page 143 and i actually did make a little mark in the corner and it killed me to do it but i loved I it so much and i just I, I just had to do it and so um my my yoga teacher has recommended several books to me and we're actually in a in a book group with several other yogis uh-huh. um and she uses those little sticky note tabs like those little post-it note uh-huh tabs and has like lots of tabs sticking out of her book like like you did when you were in college or, or whatnot uh-huh. and so I'm like oh I need to do that and then you told me about book darts yes. and now I need to get book darts and that will will help so I think that'd be a really fun gift as well
1: I mean I book darts are great be. because you don't have this flag sticking out and yeah. when you put the book darts in and you look at it you, when you look at the book edges it's so cool
0: yeah. And then like the sticky notes, like they could get ripped or bent or torn, but the book dart just goes right in and looks yeah, nice. And so yes, the, I will be ordering book darts.
1: Yeah. And if the quote <laughs> doesn't mean anything anymore to you, you just take it out and- Yeah. Yeah. Then you can Shenaz always find it because I it. It. <laughs> Hashtag Shanaz
0: <Shenaz laughs> made me do it. It's a thing now it's we're we're official because i have like pictures and pictures and pictures on my phone of random book quotes and i try to make sure and put what book it was so later i know what book it it was but then it's just lost in my phone so i'm really excited about book darts now
1: yay this was fun thank you so much for coming on my podcast you're welcome this was super fun Wasn't that fun? I hope you enjoyed listening to it. I will put Lori's Bookstagram handle in the show notes. Hope you go and follow her. And in case you didn't figure it out by now, Lori is also a member of my book club. But yeah, that's all I have for this time. Before I go, I want to talk a bit about a great audiobook app. Libro.fm lets you purchase audiobooks directly from your favorite local bookstore. Choose from more than 150,000 audiobooks, including New York Times bestsellers and recommendations from booksellers around the country. With Libro.fm, you'll get the same audiobooks at the same price as the largest audiobook company out there. You know the name, but you'll be a part of a much different story, one that supports community. Listeners of this podcast can get a two month audiobook membership for the price of one month. Go to Libro.fm. That's L-I-B-R-O. Dot fm, and enter code LLTB Podcast. With each listen, take pride in knowing that you're supporting local bookstores. I'll add the links in the show notes. If you loved this episode or any of my previous episodes, please take a moment to write me a review on Apple Podcasts share this podcast with your family and friends and through your social media channels. Join the conversation with me on a new app called Swell. My tag on Swell is at Bookish Podcast. It's an audio app for podcast listeners like yourself. You will find something there that will interest you that you can interact with. And it's a great way to chat with me. Check it out. You can reach me through email. My address is livingalifethroughbooks at gmail.com. My website is shahnazahmed.com. That is S-H-A-H-N-A-Z-A-H-M-E-D.com. The opening and closing music to this and all my previous episodes was composed by my husband, Brad Slavic. I'm Dr. Shanaz Ahmed with Living a Life Through Books signing off. Remember to water the seeds within you. It's time.